Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Bam. 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 What was that, Mario Batali? Wasn't he the one that always said bam? <laughs> and then... Oh, uh, was that Emeril? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was saying Mario Batali got, like, in trouble for being a creeper at work, I think. I was more thinking, like, Nini, like, bloop, bloop. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Nini used to say bam, too. I bam. took it back to, like, Emeril. Bam! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Emeril was awesome. I loved watching that show. Bam, we're gonna kick it up a notch. <laughs> yes. Speaking of kicking it up a notch, welcome to Untucked, everybody. Welcome. Hi. 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 This is a <laughs> podcast about RuPaul's Drag Race Untucked Edition. Untucked Edition. <laughs> yes. We are on episode 10 of season 10. Yes. 10's across the board. Except for Frankie Grande, who gets fives across the board. This is also yeah. a, a hateful Frankie Grande podcast, so. <laughs> <laughs> just, Sorry, Queens, we're just not buying I'm it. ready to let the love in and let the hate go, so this is my last time talking about Frankie. You're purging. And then I'm purging the hate until <laughs> Big Brother 20, whenever he's on there. Yeah. After Untucked, <laughs> we are not talking about Frankie Grande again. Bye. <laughs> Swerve. Erasing. Bye. So we... S- so we start untucked again. We've got these six queens and their partners this time. Mm-hmm. We had the makeover challenge this um, past episode of Drag Race. Yeah, girl. We get to see like a little bit of interaction where the the YouTube stars get to be involved with untucked and spill a little bit of tea. Yeah, everybody's really excited because you know it's a big moment for them as well. Um, they're all huge Drag Race fans, and you know walking on the runway alone is an experience. So just having the full experience just probably blowing their minds. Getting to drink a cocktail in the Hamburger Mary's lounge. They're all in character. There's a few of them just feeling themselves. Oh, yeah. Miss Cookie especially. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, Miss Cookie. She's all dainty, grabbing her drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I was living for it. I loved it. Um, we kind of started with Eureka paying Asia a compliment so that Eureka could then talk about herself. And um, she wanted to compliment uh, herself on the dresses that she made for her and Eufrika. And was happy mm-hmm. that Michelle liked the horrible tacky black glitter fabric that she used. Yeah, Monet called her out on that. But you know what? Like I said in the episode, it wasn't like the worst, but it wasn't the greatest. And she was just more happy that the judges bought it. Well, Michelle was but, wearing um, trashy stuff like that in the 90s anyways. So like, of course, she was going <laughs> to like it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, come on. I mean, yeah. Michelle's biased. Like, I get what everyone was saying. And even Miz, like, later talked about just the padding was off. Yeah. Which it kind of was. Yeah, I didn't realize that until she I think basically what it came down to, Eureka, like, sold it enough with the look and then the loaf. The personas. And the personas that it was. The story was was there. Yeah, it was like, you're safe. So. Yep. um, It is what it is, girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ugh. Um, but we also acknowledge in the um, full episode, you know, we do think there's a little bit of favoritism there. So don't think that that's lost on us. Yeah, definitely. There's something going on. There's like some Illuminati shit like happening here. <laughs> uh Then we see Eureka and uh, Cameron at the mirror talking and Eureka talks about the pact that she made with Cameron. Yeah, I like Team Tennessee. I think they're just being supportive. And I mean, quite honestly, 
you know, people are going to hate. I think people are kind of reaching and they just don't like Eureka. So now it's kind of barreling over into Cameron's lane, which I don't think is really fair. People dislike Cameron for her personality. Like, don't try to make them one. Yeah. Well, I think Eureka, like, brings out the shadiness in Cameron um, because Eureka's, like, so loud and messy. I don't know. But Eureka's like, I, I, like if you go home before the finale, I'm going to fuck a bitch up and, like, pulls out her tape. And I was like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Tuck someone to death? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> See, it's like moments like this where you have to think about what RuPaul says about um, not taking things too seriously. Like, I think that they were just having, like, a little sister moment and it was obviously a joke. Like... Eureka's such like I don't know I don't see Eureka kicking somebody's ass for real. Yeah, no, I think no. I don't know. I I like, um, but it was more annoying for people who don't like. Yeah, her. I guess I just I like Cameron and Eureka together because I think it's just nice that they have this friendship. They have a bond that they're from Tennessee, and I don't know. It's just. I liked seeing stuff like that and that they're so close and everything. So, and we would like to see that between any of any of the two queens, right? And. I, I guess for me, I liked it just because it's something different. We haven't really... You don't see a lot of, like... The smaller cities, Smaller, smaller areas. Cities. Yeah, like, you'll see Chicago and New York. It's always Chicago, LA, New York. Cool. Yeah. And it was nice, because I think at that... Like, in that part, we got to see a little bit more of Cameron's personality. She became, like, a little bit unhinged with Eureka at the... De- at yeah. The, at the mirror. It became a little bit manic, and I was like, are these girls drunk? Like, we haven't seen the side of them before. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, what's happening right now? Yeah, that was cute. Clearly, God. Cameron is shading people behind everyone's back. For some reason, they're either not showing that footage or they do it so it's not caught on camera. Yeah, it's probably a little bit of that. But I also think that, you know, Cameron is just focusing on Cameron and some of the girls. I don't know. I think they can take it out of context sometimes. But Cameron can speak up and say, a little more, not explaining everything she says or does, but, you know, I've already said I'm this way, um, but, you know, let me try to give you a little more this way. I guess. she's trying Miscommunication. To, trying to meet them, like, somewhat in the middle. <laughs> Un- well, make them understand her, you know, like, share a little more so they can open up and understand yeah. you. Yeah, definitely. I liked the Asia and Monet love fest that we got. <laughs> Yeah, that was cute. No, you're great. No, you're great. Sister, sisters. (laughs) (laughs) I did like that. It's that. Yeah, it was cute because it's the point in the competition where they don't want to see each other go. Like everybody's pretty solid. Mm -hmm. Everybody's really close because they've made it this far. So it's always nice to see sisters giving props. Mm -hmm. Yes. And at the time that we're having this. Eureka and Cameron are out in the smoking area and Eureka asked like, oh, do you think they're talking shit about us inside? It's like, no, they're not. Are you talking shit about them outside? Is that? (laughs) I don't know. But I mean, they kind of were though. I respect Eureka for that because I'm the same way. Like if I walk out of a conference room or if I leave a party and I know I've said something that somebody doesn't like, I was probably just being myself or being honest I know they're saying some shit about me. That's just real, real seeing real. I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't. I don't know. I've I've liked Eureka up until this point in the competition, and I don't dislike her now. I'm becoming a little bit annoyed with her. Um, mm-hmm. But I also, 
have to kind of remind myself too because you know she like is very like i know i'm too much i know i'm like so extra and she like kind of has like thanked the queens for like you know putting up with it i guess you could say yeah and so like in my own personal life this week has been rather challenging at work so many moments <laughs> I, I felt like i was the eureka of the office oh <laughs> uh, i get what you're saying so i have to like remind myself that of that basically so it's like i can kind of relate to eureka in that way so maybe i'm annoyed with eureka because i'm like annoyed with maybe like things that are happening at work <laughs> yeah i mean I guess, like, my my opinion on this is, you know, the comment about Eureka saying, oh, are, you think those bitches are talking about us? Like, to me, it comes down to all season long, like, I feel like there's been some people coming after Eureka, yeah. like Vixen. They've been after her since day one. Like, just saying, like, things like, I don't know, just... Referencing the old Eureka. Yeah, and I just... I. To me, it's probably, okay, We're at, they're at the final six and the tensions are high. So I'm sure, like, everybody's, you know, trying to, like, drag one another to, you know, be the top person. And I think for Eureka, she really wants to prove to everyone that she can win. And to me, if you're on Drag Race and you're not uh, trying to win, then you're doing it wrong. And I think that's, like, Eureka's just trying to win and she's going to do whatever it takes she's taking Rue's notes and she's applying them and she's doing well even though we do think there's a little bit of favoritism there for not just Eureka but Asia Asia. as well Mm -hmm. but Eureka's getting the brunt of it yeah I just think like it's not like they always say it's not RuPaul's best friend race so (laughs) I think you're supposed to do something to fuck up the other queen throw beads out in front of her when she's walking in heels you know right (laughs) well like when Eureka was pairing them she kind of took the note mm. from last week when Aquaria didn't necessarily strategically place the roles for Breast World. So Eureka's like, uh-huh. well, I'm going to be strategic then because I guess that's what RuPaul wants. So it's like, while it was kind of like shady, of how, like the only sh- really shady thing I thought was when she paired um, Kingsley with Aquaria, clearly because Kingsley is a person of color. And yeah. in the past, we have discussed Eureka's racist language that she's used and Mm -hmm. so it's like all of so having that as a as a backstory and then this episode be like well i put you kingsley with you because i thought you weren't going to be able to do makeup on a black girl like i don't know yeah i guess for me like this is a i i'll never forget i was pretty young but my mom went to a makeup artist she had like this free makeover thing whatever and you know nobody can get the black girl shade right (laughs) so my mom came home with like this dark face like they just had like one color for black for the black people and she like did not look good she washed her face like immediately she didn't even let them take a picture like her face was a completely different color from the rest of her body so when eureka made that pairing and it could have been with anybody out outside of the black queens my first thought was like well yeah these white queens out here don't know how to do my skin tone there's more than one shade 
for people of color. Like, maybe she doesn't. But to Aquarius' credit, you know, that wasn't a problem for her. Yeah. Even Coco Montrese can't do her own makeup to match her skin tone. So. <laughs> look how orange you look. <laughs> Girl, look how orange you look. <laughs> but I definitely thought it was strategic, know. you know. But maybe the delivery wasn't right. But I understood where she was coming from. Because if I were a black girl sitting in a chair, the first thing I would do is look up a black queen who can beat my face right. Right. And... Well, I think Kingsley wanted to be paired with a black queen, not necessarily... um, Right, but this wasn't Kingsley's decision. Right, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Kingsley. Kingsley's along along for the ride, so he just needs to smile and be happy he's there. Because, I mean, I get, like, I don't know, I get why Eureka did it, because it's, you know, Aquaria is the look queen right so like she was trying to like she's got to derail make aquaria stumble a little bit with that so i mean i guess like because you know eureka has made those had made those comments before yeah it can i think it makes it look bad but like i guess if you look at it in just this one instance right yeah to me it was more just like okay there are different shades and if you're used to like doing just white people makeup then how are you gonna like are you gonna be able to do the right shades for a black person and it was a risk for eureka because you know aquaria is a well-versed queen she could paint anybody's face right and i mean eureka gave herself frankie grande so like clearly her judgment is questionable what the hell (laughs) what the hell we were so annoyed we were like why is she working with frankie well Can we also talk about Eureka, who feels like she has to keep validating her look based on the fact that it's like some 90s high fashion pageant look? That was not the the challenge. (laughs) That wasn't the runway challenge. (laughs) She... She was defending it because the queens kept coming for her for it. Like... I don't know. Maybe for queens like Aquaria, she had to keep saying it just because she's younger. But again, Aquaria knows what the 90s look is. I felt like she was just trying to like defend the attackers or defend herself from the attackers. I don't know. I, I wasn't buying. I was like, why does she keep talking about this as if, if like if that like maybe it is high fashion 90s pageant look but that doesn't mean it's a good high you know fashion look from the 90s right. but let's yeah but let's not forget about the story Ugh. like she was out there with like her little sister trying to teach her how to be that pageant drag 90s queen and you know there was the family resemblance other people completely missed the mark on that front that's true she gave us she gave us the challenge in that in that sense. Yeah, she did. This this wasn't a look challenge necessarily. You just had to show that family connection. That's true. Yeah, it was more about the connection, and I think they didn't. They did kind of read Cameron and Kelly because they didn't have like matching hair colors. Like, oh yeah, which was an interesting choice. I was kind of surprised that they did do they did do different color wigs, but yeah, I don't know. they were. But I also think. I mean. I don't know. I don't think that was like the takeaway for me, like as far as why they, it wasn't the wig collar. Like that was an element, but it was also the outfit. Yeah. The outfit was super (laughs) effing basic. Super basic. (laughs) Like, yeah. It was basic. They just put together a fabric. Uh, and that was it. Like, there was nothing else to yeah, it. Yeah, because there are siblings with completely different hair colors, yes, but the outfits, like, for the... Okay, you were just in the bottom. Two queens got to stay. This is almost like your last chance. Like, why are you going to play it so safe? Right, right. 
Oh man, and Reynolds like really going to town. What is he? Is he playing with a rawhide? Yeah, he's playing with a <laughs> um, actually a deflated margarita toy. So Ooh. he used to look like a margarita glass with the lime. He's drunk. And, um, he drank all it all. The stuffing is out. We, we have a problem all. because every time we go into Target, we feel like we need to buy him a toy. Because he so keeps destroying them. Come... <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's basically it. He's playing with the skin, and there's one squeaker left in there that Uh-oh. he hasn't got. He's got to get now it. Now that we cut. Ca- when we come home with a Target bag, he immediately thinks he's getting a toy. <laughs> he knows. He knows a Target bag. He's no so drag. spoiled. <laughs> he's so bougie. <laughs> he's like, "What's in there?" He's like, "Um, I'd like my new toy, please." <laughs> um, he just woke up from a nap. Oh, is he? He's all wound up and ready to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so who is next on the list? Um, well, well untucked. Was there any other drama? Well, I liked when Kingsley read Eureka a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I liked I liked that too. Yeah, yeah. And then when Tyler it was a cute call out. Yeah, and then Tyler read uh, Eureka too during the main episode. So it was like kind of nice to see the <laughs> YouTube stars like you know reading people too. Yeah, it's kind of like um, I don't know because when Fifi had like the you know the villain edit like i didn't like what fifi did after the season like i didn't really care for fifi on the show but you know that was that's the experience people are having with eureka right now so i'm like on the other side of, of yeah. that yeah well and, and i mean even like now that there's their season's over sharon and fifi both admitted that whole argument was basically staged so oh. so it wasn't even like really their 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 like personalities they basically were just trying to play it up so they would have like a story throughout the show uh, well fuck y'all <laughs> so <laughs> they both have admitted yeah. so as much as people hate fifi it's like well it's like was part of like a shtick they were doing that they were both involved yeah, I, in <laughs> well yeah. i mean it's been a while since i watched season four but i feel like fifi that was one moment out of Fifi's like terrible like season where yeah. she was just a rude bitch to everyone. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> um, then, you know, we get to see Monet's like after her elimination and we get to see the sponge dress in all its glory again. <laughs> yeah. The full sponge dress, all the Queens yeah. left her notes. It looked like yes. she was trying on like every wig. This cracked me it. up. Like her just, <laughs> She it was like she wasn't leaving. She was just like putting on all of her shit again and yeah. just like hanging out in the workroom. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like she was there yeah. to just change workstations, yeah. maybe. I wasn't a fan of her salon wig that much. Um but <laughs> <laughs> I I liked getting to see her Maya Angelou look again. Yeah, she brought her back. My Maya Angelou is no punk bitch and neither is Monet. <laughs> <laughs> And then she leaves us with a little dash of the sponge as she pulls away at the end. Did you guys know she sold pieces of the sponge from her sponge dress at DragCon? No, what? (laughs) Really? That was like something you could buy at her DragCon booth. She sold pieces of the sponge from her dress. That's hilarious. By the time we get to see the sponge in person, it's going to have like three laps. I really (laughs) like, I think it would be awesome if like Scotch Bright gave her a, like a A campaign, like a campaign. campaign. Yeah. Yeah. She could like go around and like show like how great Scotch Bright sponges are. Yeah, girl. She like takes off her dress and starts cleaning the house with it. (laughs) Like she could do even a commercial to scare like all the straight like people. They'd be like, who is this Could you imagine all the moms in Carmel watching this commercial? That would be frightening for them 
<laughs> what is yeah. this? Lots of pearls being grabbed. Yeah. <laughs> like now coming to the stage, Miss Scotch Bright. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, girl. I would watch that. She should have a um YouTube video or a YouTube series or something with the sponge shows. I would go to I'm excited for Monet. Uh, if she ever comes to Indy, I would go. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Had I not been in Portland last weekend, I for sure would have gone to see Monet because she was in Seattle. And I was so, like, out of... Oh, that's right. Out of all those season 10 queens that were announced to be coming to Seattle, like, I was so sad that she was coming the weekend I was going to be out of town. Like, I would have gone. Uh, uh, yeah, the timing. I was so Next sad. Time. I know Ms. Cracker Next is coming time. soon. So I might try and see Ms. She Ms. was a lot Cracker. of fun. Definitely try. She was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, she was really good. Tens across the board. Tens across yes. the board. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have any of her blonde hair, though. She was giving us, like, this big red Lana Del Rey hair. Ooh, I'm still living for it. Everyone likes a fiery redhead. Yes, yeah, luscious flames. Yes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've kind of covered all of Untucked. Um that's it. We had a rather involved conversation, <laughs> differing opinions. I think we've now gotten to the part of the season where we're all having different opinions about different things and looks and queens. So it's going to be interesting from now on. Yeah, it's getting rough to decide who we think is going to win and who's going to go. It's getting very difficult. Yeah. It's kind of fun, yeah, though. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Aww. It is fun. <laughs> it's, I mean, be sure to let... It would be boring, like, if we all had the same opinion, though, the whole time. <laughs> That's right. That's just what I was going to say. Like, be sure to let us know how you're feeling on social media, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, at TFCPod, Facebook, or our email, TFCPod at gmail.com, because we want to hear your opinions. Let us know if, like, you agree or disagree and why. That, that'll that be some fun discussion to have with you all as the listeners yeah absolutely and it's a way for you to take your time and type out a longer well thought out like message to us and then we can also take our time and be a little bit more go more in depth with you guys so if you agree or disagree with anything that we've said during this untucked podcast feel free to drop us a line at tfcpod at gmail.com yes yes well until next time queens then bye bye, bye. bye.